0: Hi, and welcome to the Trailbusters Podcast, where we talk everything outdoors and adventures. I'm Ethan. I'm Bing. And I'm I'm Will. And this week, we're going to be discussing our adventuring plans for the year. That's right.
1: Spring has sprung, and we are (laughs) going to talk about our summer plans.
2: Yeah, dude, like... Last year was a bit of a slow year, to say the least. I mean, I think we are all looking forward Mm -hmm. to uh, 2021 in general. And now that spring has sprung, we
1: should discuss on what we want to do. Yeah. Well, one thing comes to mind, Bing, and that's the trip that you and I are going on in uh, six weeks or so. May 10th, that weekend. Uh, Three nights. Yeah, that's...
2: that's coming up pretty fast um i don't know what to say I, I hope it's actually warm by then and then all the ice is melted
1: well where are you,
0: where are you guys going
1: we're going to be doing a canoe trip uh three days out in algonquin uh from canoe lake to a place called uh, uh burnt island i think it's called and uh it's i gonna, think so yeah it's gonna be really uh chill I mean, it, One tiny portage, Uh, my partner's coming, we're going to basically bring a cooler, you know, steaks,
0: beer, Mm -hmm. whatever. Nice. So you guys are, like, rather than doing a loop like we did last time, you guys are going and just kind of chilling in one spot for a couple days to enjoy some, you know, nature and relaxation as opposed to hard work the whole time?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of something you would do maybe more high summer because you'd you want to swim, maybe, or something. But I think right. we'll have we'll have lots of activities, we'll, day hikes. You know, going around on the canoe.
2: I think the canoe is great because you can carry so much more stuff. I mean, I'm all about hard work mm-hmm. and determination up a hill, but with like ten pounds of meat and a couple of beers in me, in my bag, I don't think I will make it. So, yeah, beers
0: in you and in your bag, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um now yeah i always think of the canoe as long as you don't have a ton of portaging to do is um kind of like the pickup truck of watercrafts like you just throw all your stuff in it get going
1: yeah yeah i mean i i remember really thinking last time we were in algonquin that i i got why the canoe is sort of the the vehicle of choice because those mm-hmm. uh glacial lakes um really lots of up and down when you're backpacking them but some right smooth sailing on the on the canoes, typically, and often the portage there's so are, many
0: waterways too,
1: yeah, yeah, there's a lot of interconnecting waterways, lots more kind of like surface area, and a lot of the nicer campsites are easier to access, like I remember when we were doing our backpacking trip, we were looking out on an island, and people were camping oh, out wow. there. Do you remember? It was like we could see people canoeing in and just seemed so yeah. nice
2: yeah it does seem really nice i think so i'm not really a water person um i mean not to say i I can't swim or or do water sports but like i'm not a big fan of like portaging and stuff like that i think one thing that comes to mind is like what if we get lost at sea what happens then
1: (laughs) well we would be hard pressed to get lost i mean we're basically (laughs) going across like a single long like elliptical shaped lake um from like a southern end to the northern end, uh, right, and then doing a short portage and then heading east. So we'll, we'll never really be that far. We can probably, we'll probably do the entirety of our like, uh, like trip from the uh, portage door to our campsite in like four hours. <laughs> so right, yeah. I guess I guess you'll be
2: the uh, navigator and
1: captain then. Uh, yeah. Like we we'll, honestly like. Yeah, you'll see. It's gonna be pretty chill. <laughs> I, I I would I would worry about um, we either it'll be cold or it'll be buggy. So I think that's sort of the the things think, you can imagine. I
0: think with canoe lake, uh, from my remembering of it, the biggest thing you guys will have to worry about is if there's a strong wind, it can get you can get a strong headwind, which. Canoe Lake is just big enough that with a strong enough wind, you'll start to get a little bit of waves Um, And this is actually the trip My buddy Mark and I went on where he fell in and we had to go back We started in Canoe Lake Mm. um, And it was choppy then and our canoe was weighed down enough That if it got much choppier, we might have started taking on water Right. Um, But he said he went out with another friend Um, I think we actually talked about this story when we were all backpacking together in Algonquin last year. Um, He went out one time and the waves were big enough that a lot of people started capsizing in kind of overloaded canoes. Um, But, I mean, you're so close to shore that they have kind of people watching and they had park rangers come out in uh, fishing boats and help bring people back. Um, But I think that's... Make sure you're not overburdened in your <laughs> canoe. I, I, otherwise, I mean, I don't think you guys will worry about getting lost. I don't think there's a single lake in Algonquin Park that you could be in that you can't see land in right. all directions. Yeah,
2: I mean, the worst comes the worst. You just hit shore and you're just
1: in the middle of the woods, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, to be fair, could be pretty bad, I guess, if you were. <laughs> <laughs> Depending, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I I think this the goal of this trip in my mind is chill get out get out in nature get out to the park spend some time out there you know take the tent out haven't used it in a while didn't do any winter camping this this season because of covid and mm-hmm. uh just yeah like good good a uh, maiden trip for the, for the summer so that'd be a nice way to kick things off how about you ethan yeah. what's your uh anything on your horizons outdoorsy wise
0: nope <laughs> is there anything that you,
2: is there anything that you uh, want no, to I, do though?
0: So, so I have a lot of stuff I want to do. Um, I, at the moment I don't have any set in stone plans just because things have been up in the air with, um, I'm in a new area that I still haven't, um, gotten to know super well. Um, So I really want to start out with some day hikes. I want to start doing some day hikes. I don't have anything set in stone, though. Um, I also have a puppy, so I'm not entirely sure when he's going to be good to go on bigger hikes. Right. I actually, um, today I was, over lunch, I was looking at um, puppy slings, but I think he's at this weird... That in between stage where he still can't walk long distances, but he's probably too big for most of those. (laughs) But the idea would be basically I'd walk with him until he gets too tired, which is usually like 30 minutes. And then I'd put him into a sling and keep going while carrying him. But uh, he he is about 30 pounds now.
2: Wow. What kind of, what kind of puppy is it again?
0: Uh, He is a lab mix of some sort. I think he's a lab pit bull mix, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, (laughs) That's interesting. He He's a rescue pup, but he he's definitely going to be a big boy, right? Um, he's getting really big fast So but uh, with that it's a little harder to say um, I think I might focus a little more on car camping this year uh, I kind of want to outfit my truck a little bit better for being more of like a mobile camping area um, and I also have, like, my, my dad's got a camper trailer and he lives close, or I live close by him now. So it might be cool to sync up with him. And, like, uh, we used to go camping at the beach a lot um, over at um, Hunting Island State Park in Beaufort, South Carolina, or um, uh, Edisto Beach, which is uh, really close to there. They're both, like, really nice beach parks, or there are a couple of lake parks we've gone to a lot. It'd be cool to, like, meet up there or maybe go camping with him somewhere in the mountains. Um, basically like a cottage on wheels so you Mm. have that air conditioning to beat the crazy south carolina summer heat that i'm hoping won't be quite as bad in north carolina but we'll see
2: right speaking of camper on wheels will you be outfitting your truck if anything uh, specific that you
0: have on mind um so i kind of got in my head for a little bit i wanted to get one of those um camper cab Covers for the bed, and then put like a mattress back there and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I got some ideas for that going and like build out a platform and stuff and started getting really into it. And then I remembered my bed's five feet long and I'm more than five feet tall. Um, <laughs> I so mean, I maybe mean, you can kind of compress down to five feet now, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be more finding the mattress to right. fit in there. But, you know, there's, there are other options. I don't know if I'd go all out this year because um, I'm also trying to save to buy a house next year. So I don't want to throw too much money into this. Um, but uh, they've got all sorts of setups where you can get, like, um, racks that go over the bed that make the bed level with the roof. And then you can get, like, pop-up tents that sit on top of that and stuff. There's actually a couple people in my apartment complex have setups like that. They're pretty cool looking. Oh, wow. Yep. You, can, you um, can be one of them. I think the hardest part would be figuring out how to get my dog into the tent on top of the truck.
2: Right. Since it's a 30-pound puppy right now, who knows yeah. how big he's gonna, he'll he's, grow. He's
0: going to be a big boy. Maybe I can teach him <laughs> to climb a ladder.
2: Oh, that'd be cool. Like, if you can train your dog just to climb over anything, really.
0: Mm-hmm. He can jump really high already, which is, you know,
2: impressive. Can you imagine just, like, standing jump into into the into your tent?
0: Wow. Well, he has... I mean, he's like maybe a foot and a half tall, probably not quite. Um, And the other day, while he was impatiently waiting for me to get his food, I have like the kitchen counters sectioned off, sections the kitchen off from his area and there was like a gate in the way. He like standing jump from the floor onto the counter.
1: Oh my goodness. That is (laughs) a a That's like
0: a cat. And he's a... Four and a half month old puppy.
1: You're going to have your That's hands Yep.
0: Yeah. I don't know how he did it. I don't think he knew how he did it because when I looked, I heard like a clatter and I turned around and saw him. Um, he was actually, he was on his kennel right beside the counter, but it's only like an inch and a half shorter than the counter. And he was just looking at me with this like panicked look, not knowing what to do now that he was up there. That's cute. So, <laughs> I haven't seen him do it since and I've never actually seen him do it, so... Uh, Maybe a ghost helped him up there or something, but who knows? Pretty sure he jumped.
2: (laughs) Nice. Uh, I think one thing that I really want to do in the summertime is really go on, get back into cycling uh, on long, long rides. Like I want to kind of go out to the countryside and just, you know, take the bike out, enjoy the scenery, get some miles in and just have that as consistent as possible. Because one thing I really miss, uh, and I kind of, it's kind of my fault too, is just not cycling for a long time.
0: Um, Mm.
1: yeah, totally.
0: That was, that was something I really wanted to get into last year in the summer and I bought a bike and then I just didn't, I was not very good with that one. Yeah, like
2: yeah. the like the bike is there. It's just like, there's the motivation is kind of in the drain sometimes. You know,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And for me, I I had the battle of when it's really nice out. It's a good day. I have some free time. I could go ride the bike around, or I could take my motorcycle out. Right. Um, and the the motorcycle won a lot in that case. <laughs> Although I did, um, what I ended up doing was just kind of riding around neighborhoods and looking at houses. Right. An excuse to look at neighborhoods that were a little too far for me to walk to.
1: <laughs> I got a new bicycle as well. Um, right, I, I ordered it uh, in like late summer, and uh, it got delayed like three months or something. So I didn't end up actually getting the bike until um, like it was already pretty well into the fall. So I didn't get in to do many big rides. But it's uh, it's kind of like a cycle cross bike with really big uh, mm, nice. like fat, fat tires so it's good for like trail riding and stuff and it's got yep. um, nice. like it's set up to put a rack like front and back racks on so it'll be good for like longer distance like bike camping so uh, one of the trips I have planned for this summer uh, my partner and I um, have got an Airbnb for a month in Montreal for the month of August
0: Ooh, wow! and
1: nice. um, I'm going to work remotely from there and uh, you know knock on wood right because covid but uh hoping everything is you know good enough by then that this trip is feasible Um the idea was uh today's we'll drive with all of our stuff and i'll uh do take like two or three days and bike down uh through like thousand islands and all the way from toronto to montreal and just camp along yep. the way wow that's uh, how,
0: how far is that
1: i mean it's like what like a nine hour drive so
2: no i think it's like 700 kilometers right six seven hundred
1: something like that yeah i don't know but I, yeah. i'm gonna take my time I'll probably do it in like a week and and like do a lot of like stops along the way like my favorite uh park well i love the thousand islands but my favorite park in ontario is frontenac which is north of kingston mm. south of ottawa um yep so i, I want to go there and that's not really like dead on the way so i'm gonna just like make a big trip of it um, i'm really excited for that like breaking the bike and get out of yeah, there for sure yeah. i mean awesome. if
2: you can you can if you can average around 30 kilometers an hour i think it'll be a, a pretty easy ride because it's it's a relatively flat route from toronto to montreal so you yeah. should be by the waterfront for the most part it's a it's a long one but it's a pretty pretty good
1: yeah it should be nice like we'll be in the st lawrence along the st lawrence there's lots of good camping like a lot of private campsites but you know, private campsites are all right, you know, they're n- maybe not like the best to like, it's just different. It's not even better or worse, you know, like private campsites uh, often can be quite nice in Ontario. And so that'll i probably be mostly where I'm camping with a few exceptions. And I'm looking forward to that. Nice. And then I'll have the bike in Montreal. And, you know, if we want to do some day trips from there, that'll make that'll be kind of fun, too. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool. As somebody who hasn't biked much in the past like few years, that just sounds super daunting to me. So I'm super <laughs> interested to hear how it actually goes cuz like that that's just something that I wouldn't even attempt at this point. Um I'm just like not in the biking shape for it. You
2: know what we should do? We should uh add you to Strava and if we see anything of like no progression, we know <laughs> to send help. That's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, do like a live like uh kind of encouragement you could yell at me well you're going too slow
0: pedal faster Mm -hmm. yeah we're definitely gonna have to follow up on this on on a future episode i think this is a cool and different event from like our typical hiking camping stuff Mm -hmm.
1: totally yeah i've done some bike touring before uh when i lived on the west coast and i love it i think it's great and i'm excited to get back into it it's different here because uh, you have to go a, a pretty good distance just to get out of like the city core. Yeah. So I haven't exactly. done as much. It's kind of go big or go home, right? You got to like get enough momentum and plan a big enough trip that gets you out of the s- suburbs, which is kind of a big, <laughs> big trip. <laughs>
2: that's why. That's why I have a roof rack and just pop the bike on and just drive out in order yeah. to you know
1: enjoy the countryside. Totally. I I'm, I met someone who suggested for bike trips from Toronto to, to actually take the go train. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can get to kind of train far. out of the city. Yeah, it's not a bad idea.
0: Speaking of getting out of the city for, to go for biking, um, swinging back over to Eubank, do you have any spe- like specific places you are hoping to get to on the bike? Um, not r- in particular. I
2: think a ride that I'd like to do is to Niagara Falls. I mean, it's something I did before, it's a very scenic one, it's an easy one, too, and it's a common one that everyone does. And once you get to, like, Niagara-on-the-Lake and stuff like that, you can uh, actually enjoy the wineries there. So mm. it's more of, like, a social event where you kind of get a group of people and uh, get out to Niagara Falls and stuff like that. It's, a, it's an easy, good ride and pretty fun. But that being said, though, you know, with the, the social distancing and stuff like that, it might be a bit difficult. But I think a solo ride out there is pretty good, too, Um so yeah i'm hoping to see if i can plan that
1: out together to you know to get out there you know what we should do bing we should go to that um that remember that cider place that we went to after that hike we did uh, gosh mm, yeah i forget the name that, of that was hike. great cider that would be a fun we could go on a bike ride together out there and do that again that was fun you know i have i have two racks for two bikes well there you go
0: <laughs> there you go why wait this weekend let's go <laughs> let's go and if, baby and if, and if will's got his bike that already has racks on it and you're putting that on a bike rack then that's racks on racks, racks wow racks.
1: <laughs> we can record a music video yeah that sounds that sounds fun yeah i've got a cute little bike trailer too i take gin in but i'll, I'll fill it full of camping gear when i'm ready so
2: or fill it full of beer beer <laughs> just a keg just the, it's for fuel, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: it's, it's fuel efficient. I've got to get a, a motorcycle a motorcycle trailer so I can uh, take uh, Rocky on my motorcycle trips because that's, that's one of the things that I'm trying to figure out how to coordinate around right now is how am I going to... Uh, I really wanted to get some more motorcycle trips now that I'm mm-hmm. right on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Um, but it adds complications when you have a dog that... I mean, I haven't trained him to ride on a motorcycle yet. So, right. You
2: know. Is that sidecar thing you're talking about, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Get I him, get him a sidecar or like a trailer or maybe just bring him in a backpack. Um, <laughs> a backpack? Really? <laughs> I, I feel really nervous about the concept of having a dog on a motorcycle. So I think right. I'd probably have to find someone to watch him, which would kind of limit my trips. Um, I might not be doing any motorcycle camping, more just touring. But... I've actually seen quite a few people, um, like on the internet, not in person, but with various like tail bags that their dogs sit in, or you know, um, like s- some sort of tank bag. Or I even saw one guy who um, was in Hawaii and trained, there's a whole YouTube video on it. He trained his husky uh-huh. to uh, climb on the back seat of his motorcycle and put his paws up on the guy's shoulder and just ride oh. on the motorcycle that's pretty it impressive is the craziest thing and then he moved back to continental u.s from hawaii and did a tour of all 50 states on his motorcycle with his husky which is just crazy yeah it's really cool looking but at the same time that's like i'd impressive. be terrified for my dog
2: yeah yeah sure. you'd be terrified for your own sake
0: <laughs> yeah and then the husky's got like a one of those skull cap helmets and some goggles. Nice. And it's It looks really cute, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know how much that would really help that dog. Also, like, <laughs> but,
1: could the dog really enjoy it? Like, I don't know.
0: The dog seemed to love it. Yeah. Like, he, he, would, um, he would say to the dog, want to go for a ride? And the dog would go sit on the back of the motorcycle.
1: Wow, all right, that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited for you to, like, really figure things out with Rocky, because Jin and I are good camping buddies. He's not like a bigger so my dog Jin is like a kind of like a Shiba Inu mix looking thing and he's he's a nice dog and he's pretty good for stuff like this but he's not really high endurance like I wouldn't I, I when we took him to the Algonquin mm-hmm. on that trip we did that was kind of too much for him. He he wasn't too happy. Like he was he stopped eating which was kind of concerning. <laughs> um I remember. And um yeah, so anyway, um I think Rocky is going to be good for that.
0: I think, I mean, dog breed to dog breed, there's definitely a difference in that too. But from a lot of what I've been reading, if you're doing a really intense trip, it just might not be a good idea to bring a dog um, just because they're not. No dog really has that much. I'm sure a dog somewhere can prove me wrong, but most dogs don't have that kind of endurance and they like being outside and going for hikes and stuff, but they're like a couple hours and then chill.
1: Yeah, as opposed
0: to like a multi-day, all-day type of trip, um, I think. Um, so I think I'm, I, I'm going to have to adapt but I do think Rocky will be a great do- dog for camping I just the one thing I got to work on is right now. He eats everything like if we walk by a stick He tries to eat the stick if he sees a rock he tries to eat the rock the other day I brought him into the dog park that has gravel on the ground and we'd play fetch And he would drop the ball on the way back and lay down and just start grabbing mouthfuls of gravel. What? It's just just like if we go into the woods, it's just he'd eat everything. He'd just like he wouldn't go anywhere. He'd just be eating the bushes and the sticks and every bug he saw. So,
2: well, you know that Rocky Rocky wouldn't have an eating problem then. Yeah, I mean
0: he definitely wouldn't stop eating. Um, I don't see Rocky doing that. He loves food and he loves eating non-food. I kind of wonder if he has pica. <laughs>
1: and, uh, it's very enthusiastic, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, speaking of dogs, it reminds me of the the hike we did into Algonquin, uh, with Jin. Uh, do you think that's Jin will do that
1: again on a shorter I, hike? I'll take Jin out definitely on more hiking trips. I wouldn't do trips like that again with him. It's just not fun for him, you know. Like he, he it's it's yeah. a little too right. much. Like he did it, you know, and actually kind of like at the same time that we were doing that hike we had a bit of a health scare with him i think ethan you know a little bit about this where basically he we we thought he had he had bad anemia which we didn't realize at the time and it it got fixed up later with help from the vet but um even even so like even if he was in peak physical condition i think just a little too much it's not really as much fun for him but he loves going on hikes um and day hikes i mean we Mm -hmm. go two, three times a week down to the dawn on pretty long walks in, in the woods, and he loves that. Nice. So um, I imagine, yeah, like, he's definitely going to be a, a – and he's a good dog for it. Like, you know, the, the things I think you want to watch out for with dogs on hikes, in my mind, the real, like, deal breakers are, like, how strong their prey drive is because, you know, if you, you see a deer or something and your dog starts chasing – like, I heard a story once. Um, this is somebody I met walking gin ages ago now. Uh, this guy had a black lab and uh, was at a place where there's like natural cliffs uh, it was like an island with natural cliffs and right. the dog started chasing a deer and they ran the deer off a cliff and then the, the guy watched his dog just fly off the cliff in, in pursuit oh, of the no. deer the crazy part was the guy like sat down and was like crying, upset, you know, his dog just died and the dog comes running up like fine <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> yes. what I. Like, <laughs> Kind of an incredible story. But yeah, apparently the dog like survived um, and was like physically unharmed to boot. So That,
0: that kind of <laughs> reminds me of growing up. We had like an indestructible lab mix of some sort. He was like a golden retriever uh, yellow lab mix named Bo. And he, like I was really little when we had him, but I've heard all sorts of stories about like crazy stuff that happened when he went camping and stuff like that. Like he fell through... Um, an icy river and was washing down the river and they had to go like chase him and drag him out and he was fine and uh, One time they were my family was camping and there was a cliff nearby and like you had to walk around The cliff to leave and they left him like on a leash, but didn't think to measure the length of the leash Oh no! Um, this is just like something they hadn't thought about and he tried to chase them while they were like down below the cliff and Jumped to get to them and he like hung himself They got him up and he was fine, like not a mark on him. (laughs) There was one time we had one of those giant vans, like one of those really old school vans that has a ladder up the back, like those really heavy vans.
2: and The big Chevy vans, yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, he was asleep in the garage behind the van, and my mom didn't look, and she ran over his head. He had a tire track over his head. What? The only thing that happened was he cut his lip, otherwise he was fine jesus this dog was indestructible (laughs) that's That's insane insane.
1: (laughs) yeah dogs can be tough i mean it it depends on the breed like jinza or or even your your um your friend we went hiking with uh, was telling me about his dog has like a glass like knee and was like constantly breaking it so you know it depends on the breed right Mm -hmm. like it really varies but yeah i think I, i think you're right ethan like dogs and Camping, good dogs, and like backpacking trips—it's a spectrum. And as you get towards like more intense, I think dogs start to shade out of being a really good choice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you, and yeah, I think I think for our next trip, which reminds me, we should plan that soon. We want to do the yeah.
1: Highlands. I always get that right names confused because <laughs> this is actually our second time recording this. You think by now I'd remember? It is the. The middle, know, one. right? <laughs> it's not, yeah. The middle uh, one, the <laughs> highlands, yeah, not the uplands.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes,
2: from yeah, New it's Lake. it, it's gonna be tough. Like it's all the campsites are gonna be booked up very quickly. And I think we just need to be on our game to try to reserve that spot so we can actually, you know, get out there and, and uh, enjoy. Just
0: spam click it
2: i know right
1: so we want to do i think the first week of september which is high demand and i think that Mm -hmm. comes up like soon right so i
2: i think so i think you can book what is it four months in advance
0: the the first week of september that's the labor day weekend that's like the busiest camping week in canada (laughs) yeah
2: it's the it's like it's like the last chance you can go out before you go back to school and when all the the flies die as well so it's like perfect timing
0: everyone's just about to end their summer and it's the nicest most beautiful weather of the year yeah it's the least buggy
1: here we go we're gonna be champions we're gonna get it i'm gonna i'm gonna be on that i have a google calendar for like right when you can just on the the, i did it to like the hour you know like i know when the reservations open for that day and i have a google calendar reminder it's gonna wake me up at seven in the morning on April, I forget, it's like the first weekend of April, like April 7th or something. And I'm going to book the heck out of that. And it.
2: Yeah, we need to coordinate this. Like, if basically we should, I should try, you should try. Yeah. So we, you know, double well, our one chances. One thing people
1: do here, which is kind of, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about the, the ethics of this. But what I hear the thing to do is you can book like a week. So it's like the date is, the date... T- the time limit is the day of the first day of the trip so is my understanding so we could like book like right. for a whole week at the same site and then book our trip and then just cancel the part that we don't use which to me is sort of like i don't love it but it's what other people do to
0: get like yeah i've I've heard uh, a lot of people um at work talking about that and like people one one guy at work was saying there's some site he saw that was booked for a solid month because um, somebody want probably wanted like a weekend in that month, and what they did was the first day of the month that that like that day was available they booked through the rest of from that through the rest of the month, just so that they could get whatever and they'll cancel it later but that means like it's holding up that site yeah but I guess on the flip side of that is. Um, maybe that means there'll be more availability later in the season. I don't know. Yeah, like, I know. Um, yeah, who knows? On, Ontario parks have always had issues with booking, from what I know, though, because I remember, um, like when I was much younger, my stepdad used to go to Algonquin and um, Killarney a lot, and he always said, like, you plan all your trips way in advance, and you used to have to phone in to book everything. And he would, like, plan a bunch of trips in advance and have these were his main ones, these were his backups, and, like, the day you could start booking, he'd call in, and you'd, like, call and talk to somebody in the ranger's office and, like, just be like, all right, is, are these available? How about this? And they'd, like, negotiate different trips with you <laughs> based on what was available. Wow,
1: yeah. It's an old problem. It's interesting, this online booking, because it's creating sort of, like, new things. Like, I, I saw through work, uh, people have created websites that will tell you when a campsite's become available that was booked, like when people um, cancel reservations, which happens a lot more because people are doing this overbooking strategy. So now there's this whole market for, like, getting the cancellations because you can get some good sites that way. So there's this whole weird distortion that's happening because of these, like, broken systems. But, you know, I'm not too fussed. Honestly... I, I had I, my trip last summer where I'd spent a lot of it kind of car camping was so nice that I'm kind of sold now. Like backpacking is great, but you can do a lot of fun things with private campsites, car camping, and like you can hit mm-hmm. up a lot of good trails. Like you can have a grand old time and, and you, you kind of cut out a lot of the baloney of having to like fight for the popular weekends. Like if you want to go out on the, no yeah, I hear like you. if you want to go out Labor Day and you can't find anything in Algonquin, like then you're just not thinking creatively like go look at the private sites you'll find something good
2: yeah definitely like I think I think I'll I'll try to do more car camping this summer mainly because it's just a lot easier mm-hmm. you don't have to think too much prepare too much you just pop everything totally. in your car and go yeah and you can find some really uh, yeah. good sites I'm, when,
1: I'm all about that
0: one thing I really wanted to try up in, when I was still in Canada was uh, Crownland camping um, I think mm-hmm. that could be pretty cool where it's like a a lot more I think you got to do a lot more research into that though which was always my barrier to entry um, into it but you basically like go to just government land and find a spot although there's different zoning like some of them have established campsites some of them don't so you you really got to do a lot of research Um, but uh, the kind of comparable thing I think down here is Um, there's a few different places. I've been looking at some different apps and some different websites and stuff to find dispersed camping around here, which is basically, there are different areas in parks where you can just go down these, like, more remote kind of gravelly roads and, like, fire roads and, um, like, borderline off-roading trails, and they'll just have clearing areas on the side of the road that you can just pull in and, like, there's no way to reserve it or anything. You just kind of pull up and grab a site cool i think that might be kind of cool
1: oh you should do that and you're like decked mm-hmm. out like sick van or not van pickup with like a decked out bed and uh, yeah. i can just see it now you're gonna be like living in style
0: yeah I, I think there's some pretty cool potential there especially i think car camping also with a puppy gives me the advantage of um if he's up for being more active, we can be more active and go do hikes and stuff. But if he seems like not to be doing it too well and he's kind of tired and we can also just have a lazy day at a, like a camping area. So totally just go, stick around the truck, go fishing,
1: grill. Yeah. So much nice activity. I love it. Well, yeah, you guys, for guys, I, sure. I feel like we have an exciting summer coming. I'm, 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 I'm I am I'm so pretty too. pumped up after this conversation.
0: Well, uh, I think we've definitely got to cycle back to, um, no pun intended, Will's biking <laughs> trip, um, and follow up on that in in a future episode. Uh, maybe you can even do some like recording along the way or something. Uh, oh, that's fine. now that I said it on the now that I've said it on the podcast, you have to do it. Um, I know. Just take some selfie shots. You'd be fine. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, we're gonna have to cycle back to that, but. Maybe also like near the end of the year, just recap on what we actually did of, of these big plans.
1: Totally. See
0: how our summers really went.
1: I love it. Challenge accepted. Let's go. Here's mm-hmm. to a good summer. <laughs>
0: anyway, Let's I think it. that's a good uh, point to put a bow on this one and call it done. Um, for all you listeners, please shoot us an email if you have any questions or have anything you want us to talk about um, at info at thetrailbusters.com. Uh, you can find us on social media at the trailbusters uh, you can visit our website thetrailbusters.com. if you're not already subscribed please subscribe on pretty much any podcast provider um, and if you really like the show tell someone about it because that's how we get new audience members um, this has been the trailbusters i'm ethan i'm bing i'm will we'll see you on the trail
2: Such acting talent.